0: Welcome to Transcending Identity. I'm your host, Nicole Lee, and I am thrilled to be your guide on this incredible journey of self-discovery and transformation. This podcast is designed to help you connect deeper with yourself and transcend the identities, beliefs, and environments that may be holding you back from living your best life. Through insightful interviews, thought-provoking discussions, and practical advice, I speak with incredible people from around the world who share their stories of transformation, transcendence, and triumph. From entrepreneurs to spiritual teachers, athletes to activists, you'll learn how they overcame obstacles and reached new heights in their lives. I will also share my personal stories, insights, and tools along the way. By listening to this podcast, I hope you feel seen, supported, and inspired to live your best life. Thanks for spending time with me today. Your time to transcend starts now. Welcome to today's episode. My amazing guest is Patrice Hector, an acclaimed hair and beauty expert who I'm fortunate to call my friend and hairstylist. Now, I must admit there were a few times where I ventured out or even trimmed my own hair. Yes, I know. And I had to learn my lesson the hard way with hot mess hair. (laughs) But Patrice has always worked her magic to get me back to looking amazing. That's because Patrice is truly the best. And with an illustrious career spanning three decades, Patrice has consistently been an influential trailblazer in the industry. She has served as a national educator for industry giants such as Paul Mitchell, Design Essentials, and Nairobi Hair Care products. And in her commitment to helping other beauty professionals succeed, she developed a daily records and bookkeeping digest, has a one-on-one coaching program, and now she has an amazing new book, The Ultimate Blueprint for Beauty Professionals. It's an invaluable guide that serves as a lifeline for those in the industry who are fully booked, constantly busy, yet on the verge of burnout. But her gifts transcend beyond hair. Patrice is a beautiful soul with a heart of gold. She's not only helping her clients look their best, but also feel their best, providing a safe space where they can freely express themselves, feeling seen, heard, and understood in ways they often aren't in the outside world. It was in this space where my relationship with Patrice deepened when I sat in her chair after not seeing her for about a year and shared the devastating news that my mom had passed. I will forever be grateful for her, for her compassion, attentiveness, and love during that difficult period of my life. Now, during our time together, Patrice delves into her journey, sharing how she achieved success, overcame challenges along the way, how to make self-love and self-care a priority, as well as how to achieve long-term success as a stylist. By listening to this episode, I hope you feel inspired to embrace your unique path to achieving the life you desire and know that wealth and wellness can coexist. Hey Patrice, I'm so excited to have you on the podcast. How are you today? I am doing great, Nicole, how are you? I'm great. Oh my goodness. So Patrice, you have been successful in the hair care industry for over 30 years. Yes. What drew you to that industry?
1: Well, believe it or not, I started doing hair just to make extra money when I was in college. Never thought that I would be in an industry that I so love, but in the summertime I would come home and I would work in the salon where I normally would get my hair done. And I literally fell in love with the industry. I, and then I, so I, would, I did this for almost two summers. The last summer I told my parents, um, I think I want to go into the beauty industry. I'm going to leave college. I was going into my junior year at Tuskegee University, and I decided to pivot and uh, change my career path. So uh, that's pretty much how I got started. But so, in this, when I was in the salon in the summers, I was doing it to make money. But also, when I went back to school, my dorm and then my apartment became my salon on Saturdays my friends in college would they would have to bring their own products because i was not buying any products (laughs) true entrepreneur (laughs) entrepreneur. i'm like listen we're all in college i'm gonna give you a discount a hefty discount but this is what you need to bring with you so uh, i was bringing the skill set you need to bring the products so that's pretty much how i got started in the industry
0: wow so you mentioned pivoting did you leave college And then go into the industry. Wow. So that was pretty bold and brave. And so, so what gave you the courage to say, you know what, I'm going to take that chance and I'm going to go after a passion that I love. Yes. So
1: the first thing is I had to get past my parents, you know, (laughs) you know, the whole thing of traditionally in my family, everybody has an education background. My father was a school teacher and a principal. My mother was a, a, a college counselor. Majority of my aunts and uh, my great aunts, rather, they were all in education. So I was literally following the footsteps of my family tradition. But the only thing is, I never really wanted to be in the classroom. I always wanted to own my own daycare center. So when I was in college, my work-study job was actually working at the Montessori school on campus at Tuskegee. So I felt more in love with that, but in the summertime, coming home, I found out that I felt, I really like the beauty industry better. I love the fact of, you know, having women come in and one trust you to transition them from A to Z. And uh, I just really fell in love with it. And and once I made up my mind, I had to go to my parents with a plan. I couldn't just say, hey, mom, dad, I decided I want to do hair. I I went to my parents with a plan. I told my parents, I said, listen, I know I'm going into my junior year, but I really want to bet on myself. I really am enjoying the beauty industry. I really see there's a lot of growth for me in my future, and I really need you guys to support me. So this is my plan. Let me get my cosmetology license. It's going to take me about 16 months, 15 to 16 months to get my license. And after I get my license, then I will go back to school and graduate. And uh, that's what I did.
0: Wow. So... Taking that leap at such an early age, I can imagine even now, even though entrepreneurship is much more common, I could see that women or even any hairstylists or individuals going in the hair industry might be concerned about taking a bet on themselves. And so I'm curious what you have seen over your past 30 years of where hairstylists have fallen short or have had a challenge with really leaning into their gifts?
1: One of the things I feel when stylists having challenges in, in the beauty industry in particular is when they become very stagnant and they're not continuously growing themselves. I, one of the things that I always tell uh, stylists, if you're ever at a point in your career where you're feeling stuck, you need to reevaluate what you're doing on a regular basis to reach or even have you even set any goals. I always say set goals for yourself and decide what it is you see yourself going in the beauty industry and just try to set a blueprint and, a, and you know, map out a plan. I have a thing what I call mapping out sessions with beauty professionals where you literally sit down and we come up with the whole plan to help you to grow your business. And that's that's one of the things that I found, cause I've been there at, at some point in my career too, where I was literally burnt out. Like I was, you know, you, you work so hard, you, you work a lot of long hours. And it wasn't until I learned how to really pivot in a way where I'm more in control of my, my business by creating systems for my business that will help me to one, flow smoothly in the salon as far as my clients on a day-to-day basis, that has helped me. So I just think, you know, stylists need to really sit down and and create systems for themselves, what works best
0: for them. And you mentioned you have a system to help stylists, right, with that blueprint.
1: Yes, I do.
0: Can you share a little bit more of how you came about creating that, how you work with clients?
1: Yes. so in particular with hairstylists, what I did was I, kind of just set back. Well, I just wrote a book. And so in my book is literally my blueprint of what I have done to really go from a struggling or, or frustrated stylist to, to the point that I am today. And that is creating balance in my life. And so what I had to do was I had to niche down. I always tell stylists in this industry, at some point, you need to sit down and niche down. And when I say niche down, it's just decide what it is that you really like about the beauty industry. What service do you like doing so well that you can, that no one else does better than you and just start building marketing and branding yourself as an expert in that particular field. And that's what I've done in my book. I give them steps to build their business behind the chair and beyond the chair because there's so many ways, it's the, the great thing about my industry is there's so many ways to make a great living in the beauty industry by not just behind the chair, but beyond the chair. There's a lot of opportunities that you can do as, as an entrepreneur in the beauty industry.
0: And speaking of niche, I know that you are the short hair queen, <laughs> which is how I found Patrice because when I moved to Atlanta, I was having such a hard time finding someone who specialize in short hair and sounds like you found your niche very early. What had you say, you know what, short hair is my thing and sticking with it, with the evolution of the beauty industry. There's so many different ways you could have gone, but what had you hold true to what you know was your expertise? I will
1: say when I first started out in the industry as a stylist for me, I didn't do the traditional route of going to a traditional cosmetology school. I did an apprenticeship and so with an apprenticeship you actually work in a salon under a master cosmetologist for a period of time so when i was working in the salon as an apprentice i fell in love with this one guy who actually had became my mentor i love the way he cut i love the way he did a lot of short haircuts i would stand by him like all the time in the salon and just i was mesmerized at how Women would go from long hair to short hair and then just the confidence that a woman had when she stepped up out of his chair with short hair. And so at that point I fell in love with short hair. And plus I had always worn my hair short. I've literally been wearing my hair short since 10th grade. Not even really planning. Oh, wow. Yeah, since 10th grade. Not even really planning, but I just I've always loved short hairstyles. This is something about a woman that rocks short hair. And I've always loved it. So I would say about 10 years ago when I really niched down and decided, I started working with a brand coach and she started asking me like, what is it that you really love about the beauty industry? And I said, I love cutting hair. And she said, what, like, she was just like asking me questions to help me just like really narrow down where I was and where I wanted to be. Because she's like, the biggest thing is, And in in any industry that you're in you want to make sure that you are the expert and that people know you for that particular thing and so i narrowed it down and decided that i wanted to be known for the person that cuts short hairstyles and so that's what we did and from there it just kind of took off on its own and it's still going
0: That is beautiful. So a few things. It sounds like having a mentor you are inspired by, but also having a coach to really help you hone your ideal space and kind of your identity in the sense from a hair care or hairstylist perspective. I can just imagine, too, and I'm curious, being someone who is helping so many women with their confidence, with them showing up in the way they truly desire, how do you balance serving in that way, but also making sure you're filling up your own cup? Because I know so many people who leverage their stylist almost like a therapist.
1: Yes, that's really a great question, Nicole. And one of the things that I do personally for myself, I have a morning routine and Anybody that knows me, my clients, my family, they know. In the morning is my time before I do anything for anyone. I've committed to myself for that for years. I've always been very athletic growing up in sports. My parents always had me in sports. But as an adult and becoming an entrepreneur, one of the things that I pride myself on in the mornings is I have to get up and fill myself up. I have to pour into myself. So some of the ways that I do and my routine is very simple, but it works for me. I I get up, I meditate every single day and I have prayer time. And then after that, I go to the gym. Gym is like therapy for me. So I feel like if I go and I'm filling myself up, I'm able to take on the many conversations that I have with my clients, because as you said, not only am I... A hairstylist but sometime i become a therapist so i need to be able to have good energy for my clients because women in particular we wear so many hats and coming into the salon i know sometimes my clients just want to kind of like woosah i've created a safe space for my clients for them to be able to trust me to know that when they come into the salon that they are in a safe space where they can just release. I want them to take off the CEO hat. I want them to take off the entrepreneur hat. And I just want them to be a woman. And I want them to, whatever conversation they feel comfortable with having with me, I want them to feel safe that they're able to do that. And we're going to have a conversation that's going to stay in my space. So the way that I do that is I have to wake up and um, take care of myself first, because if I don't take care of myself, then I'm not able to deliver or give good energy that I want my clients to have when they come into my space.
0: And being able to do that is so powerful because we continue to live in a bit of this grind hustle culture and it's become almost pervasive in a sense. And so to hear you say, I'm still going to put myself first and create those boundaries What would you say to someone who's getting into this industry that feels the pressure of the hustle and the concern of, you know, bringing in the money or even when it comes to social media, always being on and present, you know, for everyone to see what advice would you give them coming into this industry?
1: Well, one of the things that I highly recommend for stylists that come into the industry, and this is like one of the hashtags that I use all the time, and it's, your health is your wealth. If you do not take time to care for yourself first, you will get burned out. If you do not take time to create a, a daily, um, like wake up with intention and wake up with a systems, knowing what it is you're going to do, knowing how many clients you have to serve per day, knowing whatever your financial goal is for the day, do that, but do it in a way where you're not burning yourself out physically. One of the things that I always tell, um, especially a lot of my coworkers of me working in the salon, the running joke is they're laughing with me. They're like, you will literally take a break or mark off your books in a way where you're gonna make sure you eat your lunch. You're gonna make sure you you sit down for a minute. I'm like, yeah, I'm I'm like tying all that into my day because if not, then I'm going to be burnt out or I don't want to be hangry. So I have to stop and take a break to eat and drink water. You know, so I'm, so I'm constantly telling people, you know, plan out your day. And as a part of planning out your day, include your ment- mental, physical, spiritual health along with it. And also making sure that you're eating properly. And the biggest thing I would say for for stylist is, After you've done all that for the day, making sure that you're getting proper rest, making sure that you are, like for me, I have a whole regimen with not just behind the chair, but like I get massages on a regular basis. I make sure that I I really take care of my body because it's, our career is very physical, very mental, and you got to make sure that you're doing any and everything possible to build yourself up or. Pouring back into yourself and making sure that you are physically and mentally fit to be able to deal with your clients on a daily basis.
0: When did you realize how important that was for you? Did you hit a point in that burnout stage that you said enough is enough?
1: I would say when I, I have a daughter that's 28 years old now. And I remember when she was little, I was, found myself working a lot. And I was not able to really enjoy some of her activities, like on Saturdays. I've always worked on like Tuesday through Saturday. And so when she got, I would say middle school, she started being really more active in activities. And I had to, this is a a story I would say. So my daughter was in um, a dance school and so she had her recital. So I went to the recital to that saturday and no one knew me. They thought my mother was her mother because they never saw, they never saw me. So, I at that point people were like, "Oh, you're Maya's mom." I'm like, "Yeah, Maya's mom." At that point, I had to say, "You know what? I got to step back. I got to I got to have some balance in my life cuz I'm working hard to make sure that she's able to be in all the activity but I'm not there to be a part of the activity. So that really bothered me. And I had to really stop and say, you know what? Let me reevaluate how I'm doing my business. Let me reevaluate how I'm making sure I have a balance in my physical activities. So I just really, I started, I literally at that point made a, a change. I said, you know what? I'm not gonna get up. Cause I was going into the salon some days at 6 a.m not you know taking care not being able to uh, work out and do some of the things that I was enjoying and what I started to feel it in my body and I was just exhausted and my my legs were hurt and so I said you know what I gotta make a change. So I literally I I emailed my clients and told this is my schedule going forward. I will not be coming in till 10 a.m I will be taking my last client at this point At this time and I will be no longer working on Saturdays. So I just really had to make make a change and believe it or not, my clients were like, good for you. Like all this time, (laughs) they're like, great because most of my clients are mothers. And so they're like, we, this is so great. I'm so happy that you're doing this for yourself. And so I started telling them, about you know what I was doing to, to create balance in my life and then also for my daughter's life. And believe it or not, some of them started creating because the, even though they weren't you know, like entrepreneurs, but they're like CEOs of certain companies and they're going through the same experiences that I was going through. And so we would have conversations in the salon about, okay, girl, what did, what did you do? How did you do this? And we started just like sharing different ways and different things that we would do. To create balance in our lives so that is like the beauty of of the beauty business too you know like you have conversations with women that we have some really great conversations and as much as they say i help them they've helped me so much because believe it or not some of my clients i would say 50 percent of more of my clients have been with me since i've been in my 20s and i'm now 55 so i have had, you know, they've literally seen me grow from right out of college to where I am, no kid to a kid, you know. So um that's the beautiful thing about, you know, my industry, just the the relationships that I build, I've built with my clients over the years.
0: And it's so interesting, when you step forward, you realize that everybody else was kind of waiting for you to step forward. You're like, exactly.
1: wait a minute. And I'm like, <laughs> all this time, I've been like working myself <laughs> to death. In my, and then my daughter was like, mom, thank you so much for being able to come to my activities now. And I'm like, oh my God, like you never said anything. And she's like, well, mom, I knew you had to work. And I'm like, oh my goodness. So, but it was just great to have that support from my clients. Uh, because initially I was, honestly, I was really afraid that I would lose a lot of clients um, because sometimes Saturdays are the only days. But what I've found is because my client, the majority of my clients are mothers and they were experiencing the same thing that I was experiencing. And, you know, sometime you would come into the salon and you may be there a couple of hours. I wanted to make sure that I, I made a, a difference and it made a change in my life, so.
0: And it sounds like you really create the opportunity for many of the women to just stop and reflect on their own lives and, and celebrate, you know, that you were doing and they could too. So that, I think mm-hmm. that sometimes too with us as women is, when we start to become more vulnerable, have these conversations, it does inspire us. And you get these accountability buddies that you trust, right? To hold you to those boundaries or living your best life or your health and, and wellness. So it's just very fascinating how we'll take things internally and think it's, just us that's experiencing it until right. we share it. And we realize half the people that we're talking with are experiencing it too. Are
1: experiencing the exact same thing. But I think one of the things that I, I realized like over the years is that a lot of times women in particular, because we wear so many hats, because we do so much for other people and we neglect ourselves a lot. And I think that Over the last couple, I would say five to 10 years, I've noticed a lot of my clients are really beginning to get more in tune with themselves and just literally having the conversation, which is good because a lot of times we uh, women will either suppress things and just keep it moving like you'll have. Uh, something very traumatic to happen in their lives and they like deal with it for a minute and then they, they sweep it under the rug or either they suppress it and they keep moving until you get to a point sometimes where you just like explode and people are like, well, what happened is like all this trauma that women have been through that we have not talked about. And that is another thing that I really enjoy with my clients coming into the salon and them having that safe space, we are able to have conversations. And some women are having conversations with me, probably that they would never have, even with like their girlfriends or their husbands or their mothers. And so it's been great because I've literally been able to have that same conversation with, you know, my clients about, you know, some of my clients we have some amazing conversations about just my growth and how they've watched me develop, you know, from in my twenties to my thirties as a mother and now as an entrepreneur and continuously just growing and building, building myself. Cause I feel that with women, because we don't communicate a lot about what we are really feeling or what we need to do and sometimes we don't even know the trauma that we've had in our lives because we just keep going and uh my daughter has this running joke with me she's like mom i'm i'm kind of undoing some of the things that uh i've seen like either you do or my grand my mom you know her grandmother like i don't want to you know do things the way you guys did certain things because that's just trauma and to be honest she's like everybody needs a therapist like at some point in your lives just to release and to let go of some of the the baggage and some of the the pain that we've carried things that we've endured like a lot of my clients at certain stages i would say they are married and then midway through life they get a divorce and then so now you're learning yourself all over again in different aspects of your life and not really knowing how to deal with certain situations it's been great to be able to have those conversations. Cause I know in me in particular, when my daughter went away to college, even though I felt like I had prepared and I've raised her and I prepared for that moment for her to go away, I had about six clients and we were all experiencing, you know, the same thing when our kids graduated the same year. And uh, some of my clients were really emotional about it because they were like, what am I going to do now? Like, you know, now you got to get to know yourself all over again. So I'm like, you got to create habits for yourself that you get to know yourself at this stage in your life. Get to know yourself as not just your daughter's mother, but not just the wife of your husband. Get to know you, not just the CEO of your company, but what is it that you like? What are the things that you enjoy every day? What makes you feel good every single day? And I think a lot of women are really learning that by spending more quality time, I've noticed like especially during the pandemic, you know the last three years were pretty traumatic for well they were tra- It was traumatic for all of us. And so a lot of women that are single or you know in the home by themselves and a lot of people transition from their office into their home. so you literally find yourself spending a lot of a long time because you're doing everything on the computer, by zoom, you're not really having any day-to-day interaction, physical interaction with people. So a lot of people have had some really traumatic things, you know, they've had to deal, we really have to deal with yourself for the last three years. And so I'm so happy to be able to have conversations with my clients to say that what some of the things that they're doing to some of the things they've learned about themselves and they are really making a change. And majority of them are making a change internally and physically like you know but they didn't have the time to go work out now you know it was like a privilege to just get out the house and just go to a park and just walk and just to really enjoy the fresh air and and just nature and not you're like they're like oh my god i never knew how nice it was just to go for a walk and uh so those are some of the things that they've been doing just really putting themselves first and that's one of the things that I did during the pandemic. I would go walking every single day and I would go live. And I, me and my cousin, uh, she lived in South Charlotte and we would go live and we would have conversations just about um, health, wealth, some of the things that we did, uh, we were doing to keep ourselves mentally and physically and spiritually together during the pandemic. And then we start. we had women chiming in and I would say to my, to the people that my followers like, Okay, shoot me a DM. Let me know what you've done for yourself today. I don't want to hear what you've done for anyone else. Tell me what you've done today. And so now it is so crazy that people are still sending me stuff like in the DM. That's like,
0: wonderful. Yeah,
1: they're like, oh, I'm working out. Oh, I've lost ten pounds thanks to you. You know, watching you go live every day. I'm working out. My kids know when I'm working out. Don't bother me. I'm like, that's great. You created those boundaries for yourself and for your family. So um, it's been great to, to have that impact.
0: And I love that you brought the conversation about women and still struggling to express themselves because I believe there's a misconception about it. I think there's sometimes a focus that this is a challenge for men and the reality is it's a challenge for women as well. And I think sometimes society also assumes that women Mm -hmm. are working through their emotions or working through their trauma, where they are talking with their girlfriends about situations and that's not always the case. And learning how to navigate what it means to them and how they express themselves outside of all the identities or labels that we're carrying. And I mean, the point that you mentioned too of the multiple hats and figuring out, I think even for me taking the leap from corporate, like putting down that hat that was a significant percentage of my time and you and I chatted about it, it It was tough. It was like 80% or something of my life, right? So I love that you do serve in that way and that you are a safe space for myself and other women to have the conversations and also feel, I think the difference too, is to feel seen and heard in it. So there's a lot of times we can talk, but we don't always feel that we're seen in the process or actually understood.
1: Yes, yes, definitely. And, you know, just to kind of piggyback on what you said, I remember when you first started coming to me and you were corporate, you were traveling, and then slowly, you know, life things happened and you said, you know what, I'm going to do this. And then you just started doing it, you started making the steps and making the moves to do what it is you're doing today. So I'm super proud to see that where you started and just the conversation in my chair to where you are actually headed and growing and and the things that you're doing. It makes me proud to see when women, what I say, just bet on yourself and say, you know what, this is what I'm passionate about. Because at the end of the day, uh, I think about women, not just entrepreneurs, but women in general, you can only do so much for others and you keep neglecting yourself, you keep, you know, setting your dreams to the side. You keep, you know, you're making everybody else's dreams come true. You're making every company a fortune Fortune 500 company. And it's not until you stop and decide, you know what? I want to do something for me. I want to do something that I really enjoy doing. And I'm so happy to see you. You're moving in that direction. You're doing a great, great job.
0: Thank you. And I, I have so appreciated our journey. And I, you know, I thank you for even the lapse of time. And I remember coming back to you when I lost my mom. Mm-hmm. And that really being that shift and us having conversations about grief. You know, yes. like we don't realize what's going to come out of our mouths, right. but to have the space to freely express ourselves, I greatly appreciate that of you giving me that space and also the inspiration, you know, the conversations about the pivots in life and what it looks like and and extending that excitement around freedom and joy and what it looks like, but also the reality of the little bit of pains and the bumps and the challenges that go along with it. Because that's the other part, Patrice, I would love for you to talk about is you've been transparent about your journey and that everything isn't glam and glitter. I mean, you are a celebrity stylist, right? You've traveled the world. However, you've always been able to remain grounded and be Mm -hmm. seen as a human being, a person, not a quote unquote influencer or untouchable. And I'm very curious, how you've been able to do that because of someone like yourself who's been in several arenas, exposed to so many things and also been so successful. How have you been able to balance remembering who you are at the core?
1: I think it has a lot to do with, I'm I'm really big on personal development. And I think two things for me, personal development and the way I was raised. I always remember, like I spent a lot of time growing up with my grandparents um, in the summertime and just watching how my grandparents were such givers in their community and they were very well known for what they did in the community, but they had a love for people that was like unreal. And so I think growing up, seeing the way my grandparents treated people, the way they loved on people, that's something that I always aspired to to become. And I think over the years, as I really started to really hone in more on personal development and how my actions and how my energy and how my attitude affect the outcome, I really started to really just take a look and try to be really intentional about what I say, how I say it and how I treat people. And because at the end of the day, we're all human but sometimes we make a lot of human mistakes and some, and I wanted to be able to, if I made a mistake or if I ever offended or treated someone in a way, I wanted to be able to always, to apologize or to make it known that it was a human error. And as far as being accessible or being at a point in my career where, I'm still able to communicate or have a, a re- real relationship with my customers and people outside. One of the things that I will say is like over the years since social media has become very popular, I don't want people to see me on social media as one way, but and when they meet me, I'm another way. Because I've heard a lot of people say, oh, you you seem so nice on social media, but when I met that person, they were not nice. They didn't speak. I don't ever want that type of reputation. So even if if it's something that some, a person that I may not know in particular or I have learned how to be able to communicate with my my followers and people that um, that one, I feel blessed enough that are, are looking at me this too for trends or looking at me for hairstyles or looking at me to you know, sit in my chair and transform them into uh, whatever style they, they want it to become. And that's the biggest thing for me. I don't want to be one way social sociably and then real life another person. So I think that staying grounded with my core values of how I was raised and the personal development that I continuously work on myself on a regular basis has um, helped me to stay and continue to grow.
0: That constant growth. So before we close, I have a few questions I'd like to ask in regards to just some some guidance. One of them is I can imagine all your years of women and hair. What's one piece of guidance or wisdom you would say with a woman as she's going through evolution of her identity and her hair? What's something you've seen that you would say, this is how, when you're looking at your hairstyle or what you're doing with your hair, remember this about yourself?
1: The biggest thing that I say for women at this stage, um, and I I have these conversations with my clients all the time, I want women to really live in their truth. And I want them to accept where they are at this particular point in their lives and just kind of roll with it. I think a lot of times we put a lot of pressure on ourselves from society. We put a lot of pressure on ourselves because we want or we feel like we have to be a certain way or look a certain way. One thing in particular, I I would say women that are a more mature age, they start to experience different scalp issues or thinning or hair loss. And they get that really um, messes with their confidence. And so one of the things that I've really had to Um, have conversations with my clients about is just let's just be okay with where you are and let's see what we can do to to get you to a place where you're comfortable with where you are, because at the end of the day, things will change in our lives and sometimes we have control of it and sometimes we don't. But as much as you have control of it and I kind of put that together with the serenity prayer too, you can only control what you can control and do the best that you can while you're controlling. So I would say just be accepting of where you are and who you are and then do whatever you can to make yourself better.
0: Beautiful. And the second one is more from the industry space. I know you dropped a lot of gems and wisdom during this conversation. What's one thing you want individuals in the hair business or the beauty business to remember as they continue to navigate on their journey, their business journey?
1: So one thing I want them to remember is there will be times in your career where you will feel stuck. One of the things that I want them to always do is just to, sometimes you have to just step back and you have to unplug and you have to block out all the noise and you have to just focus in on yourself and what it is that you can do to better yourself. The biggest thing I would say also for uh, beauty professionals is to make sure that you have a plan and how to manage and monitor your money that you make on a regular basis. I've seen so many stylists over the years that have not put themselves in position a lot of them have to continue to struggle along in the industry because they have not financially prepared themselves.
0: You provide several different ways that individuals can work with you on that. Can you share that really quick before we close?
1: Yes. Yes. So I have, um, I created a coaching program, um, uh, where I work with, uh, beauty professionals one-on-one and, um, We'll sit down and we kind of just map out where where you are, the areas that you're struggling in. And we create a blueprint just for you to help you move forward in your in the industry in a way that's going to help you grow and give you balance and give you the financial goals that you, you want for yourself. So I can be reached on my website, uh, patricehector.com. And you can shoot me an email on my website, you sign up for my email list, and then I will contact you. And uh, or you can set up a free 15 minute call at patricehector.com.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much, Patrice. And Patrice's the link to her website, her social, to get her book, connect on the coaching. We'll have all of that in the show notes. Patrice, thank you so much for your time and just dropping so much wisdom for women and individuals in the beauty industry. I'm so grateful for you. Thank you, Nicole. Thank you for having me. This has been great. Thank you so much for listening. I hope this episode enriched your life. If so, please leave a review, subscribe, and share this episode with others. Let's continue to grow together, transcend to new heights, and create a life that truly reflects who we are. I'll see you soon on another episode of Transcending Identity.